Hey, welcome to the Push Pull Sales and Marketing Podcast. I'm Marcello. And I'm Sherry. And each episode will provide you with sales and marketing strategies that you can implement immediately into your own business. Today, Marcello is speaking with Coit Cooper, who is a speaker, coach, and an Amazon bestselling author, as well as being a world-class athlete. Um, they talk about some of the life lessons that Coit has learned through wrestling and how he made the leap from being a professor of marketing at UNC Chapel Hill to having a thriving business today. His most recent book is Make Your Mark, and you can grab that if you go to pushpullsales.com slash makeyourmark. You can use our affiliate link to pick up his book, and it outlines how you can achieve massive success and get to the next level instead of just drifting from thing to thing without a lot of purpose and energy. So that's kind of the brief synopsis, and I'll let them take over from here. All right, so we have Dr. Coit Cooper, uh, Amazon best-selling author of the new book, Make Your Mark. Uh, I believe that this is – now, Coit, is this your second or, or, or is this your third book? Second book, man. Working on my third, but just only got second to this point. Second book. First book was called Impressions. Yes. And the second book here is Make Your Mark. So go ahead, Coit. I had the opportunity to meet you a couple weeks ago. You were at the uh, – Pennsylvania Wrestling Coaches Association and it's kind of funny like as soon as I heard you talk I looked over and I'm like he's gonna be on my podcast and they're like oh well, well did you ask me I'm like no I just know he's gonna be he's <laughs> he's awesome I, I have to get him on it it's just, it's, it's just a matter of working out all the uh, logistics so uh, you know as soon as I heard him like yep he has to be on so go ahead Coy can you tell me a little bit about yourself your background yeah, man. Uh, and first, just I, I'm glad you reached out, and it was it was cool getting to visit with you, and 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 honored to be on the podcast. So I'll start with that, and and just in terms about myself, um, I go kind of a ways back. I I was born in Alaska. Something unique about me, and and my mom had 19 brothers and sisters, and they adopted four more. So I literally have hundreds of cousins up in Alaska. Wow. I I actually yeah no, it's crazy. And I actually grew up. I my parents moved me to Washington State when I was pretty young, but I would go up every summer. And I would fish with my dad. He was a commercial fisherman. So like the deadliest catch type stuff, he did that. And every summer I would go up there and I would do salmon fishing. And the reason I bring that up is I, I look back on my life and I think how, how does a lot of who I am come to fruition? And, and a lot of it was when I was very young watching my dad as a fisherman. And he just was unbelievably just his just worked so hard and and I watched him and I still remember I would tell people this there were times where I would be on the boat when I got a little bit older maybe my younger teenage years and we would be out fishing and when other people were not necessarily catching fish they would like go in and shower and my dad would keep fishing and, and he'd put his net out which is what you had to do to catch fish and you would close it up and all that would take about an hour you'd try to get fish and it'd be jellyfish it'd be windy I mean it would be miserable hmm. and he kept making these sets and I never understood it but he kept doing it and he kept working and eventually he caught fish and I just I, I learned that work ethic that when you want to be great at something you have to put that in and that doesn't mean there weren't times he was smart but man he worked for it he learned from repetition he got better and that really impacted my work ethic. At a really young age, I got involved in the sport of wrestling, mainly because I was really kind of crazy. And my dad always tells a story about me where he says, he remembers one time he was up on the roof, and I was probably about five years old, and he was just up there working, and he looked across the yard, and I was on my bike, and he knew I was gonna do something. And my dad would just let me kind of sort things out. And he said, <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. 
and he and he said he said he watched me ride the bike across the yard and at the end there's a four foot drop off and I go flying and I tumble over and this time I don't get hurt my dad comes over he goes Corey he says what were you doing and I said I just wanted to see what would happen and the problem with that philosophy is you get hurt a lot I went to the emergency room a lot like I I fractured my skull when I was two you know, I went to the emergency multiple times by the time I was five. And finally, they're like, we got to do something with this kid. And so they got me involved in wrestling and I just loved it. And I told people it could have been other sports, which I did get involved with. And I did do a lot of others, but it really stuck with wrestling and wrestling and being involved in sport taught me so many lessons, you know, about goal setting. I remember when I was six years old, a year after I'd been wrestling, I wanted to be a state champ and I worked for that. And and I wanted to, going into high school, I wanted to be a four-time state champ. And then I wanted to be an All-American in college. And I learned about goal setting. I learned about what it took. I learned about adversity. You know, when you fall flat, what do you do with that? And a lot of that led me um, on to going to college at Indiana University where I wrestled for five years. I redshirted. Um, and I got when I got done there, I was an All-American my last year. Um, but I'll just, I'll kind of get through this a little bit quicker because I want to get to the other questions. But I always thought I wanted to teach, you know, and, and work with people. Like that's something I've always known. From the time I was in high school, I knew I loved working with people. And so I thought I would be a coach at the high school level and teacher. But when I got done with wrestling, I just for some reason I wanted to go back to school. And just to make it a little bit quicker story, I finally had an opportunity to get my PhD. And I thought, gosh, maybe I can go and be a professor. I could teach. I can do research that will help the sport of wrestling and help sports programs. And that led me into becoming a college professor, you know, which I did for, for nine years and then just kind of recently uh, made a shift to doing what I'm doing now. So that's kind of the journey in a nutshell. Uh, it's been a lot of really cool things, some adversity in there, but all of it's kind of led me to the point where I am today. That is that, that is too funny. So, so you mentioned wrestling, and I was, I was just at the, uh, the National Wrestling Coaches Association, and the one thing, I'm not sure if, if it was either, if it was Mike, yeah, I think it was, I think it was Mike, he's like, for some reason, people have this perception about wrestlers that like all wrestlers are crazy. The first thing yeah. you said is, "I was crazy." So my parents, yeah, they, they, they yeah. you know, I definitely, I, I, I had to be thrown into something. So, so you, so you made a transition. So, so, so you were a college professor. You got your PhD. Um, uh, now, uh, now, I, I do know, I do know a, a lot of your background. So you're working with, you're working with the wrestling team. And was that at UNC? Well, I, I had done more, like even before that, when I was at West Virginia University before UNC, which would have been, you know, eight years ago now, um, you know, I, I had reached out to Mike and said, hey, is there anything I can do? And he said, well, you know, so we're, we're trying to make some decisions on rules. Anyway, you can do some research. And I did some research at the National Duels. And that quickly led into, can you do some presentations at the convention where I started to do them on social media marketing? and branding. And that just led to a lot more. And so from that point, you know, um, just not only working kind of close to home, but with a lot of programs across the country, we, we, we did these presentations at the convention, which I didn't know how coaches would respond. You know, coaches are very much into what they do, but we wanted to present them with, Hey, you can grow your program. You don't have to settle for what you have now. You can go out and you can build support. You can increase the number of people attending, donating, and they responded really, really well. I mean, they went out and did the stuff immediately. And we said, what's the next level thing? And so we formed these like best of brand awards to honor programs across the country. And essentially the ones who are branding themselves on social media, videos, graphics, promotions. 
And what ended up happening is, is that went great as well. Like we over, have over 100 college programs involved. We just started the high school program, and I think we've got 250 uh, with the goal of quickly getting to 5%, which would be 500 of, of all the programs and growing that. But, yeah, it's given me the opportunity to work with programs all across the country, and, and that's just been an honor you know, because a lot of the people that I know has been through that capacity. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it's kind of funny, too. So I was familiar with that. So so that was called or that is called elite level sports marketing. And then I remember like I just saw it kind of pop up. And then all of a sudden you have uh, you, 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 do you know who Matt Valenti is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Matt's a, Matt's a good guy. So so all of a sudden on Facebook, Matt is just dropping like all like these like memes, like vote for me, assistant, whatever, <laughs> and all that stuff. And I'm like, man, and he's getting like really creative with them. Like, I like, yeah, him. you know, and, and it was nice because you got people who wouldn't necessarily be involved in wrestling commenting about that. Because obviously if, if something involves wrestling, I'm probably going to look at it. I'm probably going to view it. But he had a lot of people who weren't in wrestling, and they were getting involved, and they were voting like, yeah, I voted today. I'll vote tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's nice how you can kind of create that movement. So from from a marketing standpoint, you've definitely you've definitely developed – that actual that actual business but you've also really marketed really marketed yourself so so what what exactly are you doing right now are you fishing every day yeah no my dad told me when i was when i was little that's so funny you mentioned that because my dad was great at what he did but he always told us he's like you're not gonna fish he said you gotta go and go to school and do something different and so what i'm doing is is just recently last year um, I mean, there's more to this story, but essentially I decided to kind of walk away from my job at the University of North Carolina, which was a, which was a really good job, great place to work, one of the top public institutions in the United States. Um, but I decided to move away from that uh, to go out and to pursue kind of my my goal, my dream of, of being an entrepreneur in the area of just, you know, working with people and organizations to make them more efficient. And I tell them what I focus on is elevating performance. And my key roles right now, I, I got kind of four things that I do, but they all work together. They're they all kind of they're not separate. And so. I'm an author, you know, like I said, I've written two books. Um, I'm also a coach. I work with people one on one to kind of help them get clear on their goals, improve their performance, get what they want. Uh, and then I'm also a, a speaker. So I, I've done a lot of traveling the last month. I was in Alaska, I was in Florida, I was in Missouri um, doing speaking. And then I'm a consultant. So on the consultant side of things, that's more of the I work with people in the area of branding. And I, I don't actually don't see that different than what I do with individuals. What we do with programs is we get clear on what their goals are from a branding standpoint, you know, and then we get out and we, we take a look at values and, and strategies on how they can build interest. And so everything that I'm doing, I'm just trying to help people get more of what they want. And, you know, there's a process to that. You know, a lot of times people think, oh yeah, when it comes to building a brand or somebody going out and, and achieving their goals, like they think there's a lot of luck to that. And while there may be some luck, a lot of times it's just more an intentional approach. And so Every day I, I do a wide range of things, you know, like this morning I had a mastermind call with some with some division one uh, wrestling coaches, a division three wrestling coach, a, a business person, a professor who are all in a mastermind course that I do. And essentially that's what we we're doing is trying to help them get clear on goals, help them become more efficient with their time. Uh, and it's been really cool to see them get results there. And, and so just a lot of different things that I do. But. You know, at the end of the day, I just want to help people get more of what they want and in turn, you know, get people that are going out and pursuing, you know, really amazing accomplishments that, that make the world a better place. So day to day, I do a lot of different things, but it all leads back to impacting people's lives. 
That's awesome. Now, now to kind of backtrack, so in terms of the actual consulting side of things, you, mm-hmm. you, you kind of alluded to it. So you work a lot with coaches, but, but you don't work exclusively with coaches. You also work with business people as well. So if someone wants to reach out and says, hey, you know, I'm going to need you to talk to my organization or, hey, I have like a manufacturer's association. Uh, I'm, 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 I, I want you to come out and, 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 and I want you to give a presentation or I want you to kind of train my people. You do that as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and, and and there's kind of some key areas like um, that I really special on there, and and one is just branding in general. You know, how do you build a brand in terms of values, getting your culture right, um, getting to the point where you're building the right types of energy. So there's more general presentations like that, but another element that I found that not only sport organizations but businesses like is personal branding. So getting people more aware of you know, their values, you know, how they want to be perceived, having that align really well with the organization. And those presentations I've actually done before together. And then the last one is just talking more about social media. You know, how do you use that effectively to build energy around what you're doing? How can you stand out in a unique way? Because that's what it takes now. If you don't stand out on social media, people drown you out. So, you know, those things I think all fit together. But yeah, I do presentations um, on those things. Recently, I was at uh, HH Greg uh, in Indianapolis doing a talk on goal setting and, and some branding as well. But um, yeah, I do a lot of that in terms of just presenting, uh, but also kind of breaking it down and doing kind of more seminars and things like that as well. That's awesome. And and it's kind of funny. I saw on LinkedIn today, someone had posted about like sales and marketing consultants and they had like a graph and it was like 80% are con artists and 20% are actually legit. Yeah. Um, you could tell right away you are legit because in reading your book, um, I mean, you, you reference uh, you reference Brian Tracy, you reference mm-hmm. Darren Hardy, you know, and I, I've read both his books. You have what, what was one called, The Slight Edge. Yeah. Um, you know, Jeff so, Olson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What did I say? I said Jeff Hardy. Oh, you, Darren Hardy too. He Darren does the compound Hardy. effect. They're actually really similar. Uh, very, the two very, of them. Yeah, I've I've read yeah. both those books, so I've kind of morphed them into one individual in my mind, apparently. So. Yeah. No, and, and and the crazy thing is, you may not have known this, but they're both Jim Rohn kind of disciples. Like that was their mentor. So. They have some Jim Rohn has a lot of that in him, you know, embracing the little things, having that build up, you know, and having that impact your future. So those guys, I think, know each other pretty well. And so their books actually have similar concepts. They're packaged a little bit different, but both, I think, really amazing reads. Awesome. Awesome. That is that is I mean, again, you could you could tell right away. And the fact that you knew that I didn't know that. I mean, you you can definitely see similarities between you and and Jim Rohn and and all those other people. And it's, it's. I think if one thing, if 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 if, if, if it kind of morphs everyone together, it's it, it's a lot of self discipline and it's a lot of building habits. Because I like to think, and I'm not sure if maybe, and it might have been, it might have been Jim Rohn who said pretty much the most important attribute you can have is actual self discipline and developing yeah. that habit and working that through. And that's really where where everything where everything stems from. But you have this like natural like passion about you, and and again that was why like as soon as I heard you speak, I'm like, yep, he's on the podcast. That's it. I'm I'm getting him. That you know. So I'm again, I'm very, very pumped. So in terms of in terms of what you're doing right now, so someone bumps into you or you have like an elevator speech or what what, what are some normal questions or or, 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 or or what would you say? What are some normal like issues people are coming to you and say, hey, Coit, I'm having this problem with my business or hey, Coit, I'm having this problem with, you know, I'm trying to get over the hump. I'm trying to get to the next level. What are people asking you? Yeah, I, I thought of a, like a few different questions here, and um, the first one is is kind of more from a, a branding, uh, just building interest. Like I have a lot of people who say, "How do I build interest in what I'm doing?" You know, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether it's a, a sports program, you know, whether it's a business, how do you 
build interest. And a lot of times what I tell them is the thing that I've recognized from being around branding and, and around programs and around businesses that it always starts with leadership. It always starts with an individual who has a vision who focuses on that vision every single day, who's passionate about that vision, and who goes out every single day like crazy just passionate about getting people on board for the vision. And so it always starts there. So I always tell people, you want to stand out? The first thing you have to do to stand out is to to be passionate about what you do. The moment you're passionate about something, you put yourself in a 10% group. Because research shows like 90% of people really don't have anything that they're passionate for that they will fight for. So the moment you find that, like you say, gosh, I'm passionate about growing the sport of wrestling or I'm passionate about going out and growing businesses to where they can build amazing companies. And so I tell people you have to start there. You have to know your, you have to get to know your vision. You have to know, you know, what drives you, what's the end outcome that you will get up and fight for. Cause like what you said a second ago, the discipline piece is really hard. Like most people struggle with discipline And a lot of times that's because they're trying to do things that they really aren't passionate about. And I tell people, the more I've gotten to do the things that I love, like I love getting up every single day and impacting lives, like it's easier for me to follow through. And so I always tell people, there's a lot of strategies of things that you can do on social media in terms of you have to go into it saying, gosh, I want to, I want to be different. You have to be willing to take risks to, you know, try different graphics, try different videos to see what sticks. But a lot of it starts with just a passion to be different. Uh, another question I get a lot is how do I build confidence that's something I hear a lot of, you know, people saying, gosh, you know, how do I get to the point where I believe I can achieve these things? Because the one thing I preach about is always like going for it, you know, go all in. You know, if there's something that you really want, go for it, you know, because I, I think this, if you go for something that you love and you fall short, like I, my thought is you can totally live with that. But a lot of people don't have the confidence to do that. And so I work with people in courses, with my book, in terms of you know, getting them clear about their goals, you know, seeing them every single day, getting action items and building those things into a calendar and getting to the point where you're taking action. It's because what I tell people is confidence. It, it goes back to what you said about self-discipline. Confidence is really the ability to once you know what you want to do something about it consistently. And if you do something about it consistently, you will eventually get results. You start to get results. You'll start to be more confident. And eventually that will morph into something completely different, which leads into the third question that I get a lot is how do I overcome fear? And that's a question, you know, whether you're in sales, whether you're in business, it deals with that first part. What I told you is if you want to get over fear, you have to learn to focus your mind on the right things, meaning focus more on your goals, focus more on taking action. But I also think there's a mental shift that has to take place. A lot of the times when we're afraid, we're afraid a lot of times because we're worried about what it means from for us from an ego standpoint. And I know I used to be this way with speaking. I used to get anxiety. And the reason why is I was so worried about what I would look like when I was speaking. And then I learned that I just had to shift my mindset. And what I did is instead of focusing on what it meant for me, I started to focus on what can I do to impact lives? How can I go in and and make that, you know, make a difference? And the moment I made that shift, like the fear part came away and I was just grateful, right? I just focused on being grateful for the opportunity to go in and impact people's lives. And the moment I did that, the fear went away. And this was reinforced for me. I interviewed Kyle Snyder, who's a, an amazing wrestler, like the youngest ever uh, world champ, youngest ever Olympic champ in United States history. And the, the part that was so profound to me is when he talked about his approach is he said, I'm not worried about putting, you know, belts around my waist or the money that I get. I just go in and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to get better every single match. 
And a lot of people say, oh, well, that's BS. It's not. If you go into your day and you're a salesperson and you just say, man, I'm just I believe in my product and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to impact people's lives. It's a subtle shift with a profound difference in your approach. You won't worry about failing. Like you'll be more just saying, gosh, I, I'm grateful for if it's only even if it's only just I'm just grateful to get better at what I do. I'm going to fail, but gosh, I'm going to find the lesson. And if you have that mentality, that's that's what I learned from Brian Tracy. Eventually, gosh, you're going to be really good at sales and that rejection rate is going to get much better. So those are three questions that I get a lot, um, you know, that that I just I feel like people need to be able to kind of to, to work with to get better. Now, now you, you 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 touched upon a couple of different things. So 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 the one thing, and again, I'm not sure if, if either I'm going to have to talk to Gene or Jeff Sinetti. I think Wrestling Mindset might have actually stole that from you, or maybe you got that from someone else. So that is so for their company, Wrestling Mindset. One of their principles is, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity to wrestle, and 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 they go through the history and they say, well, you know, dojos do it all the time, and in terms yeah. of enjoyment and in terms of peak performance and 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 having that actual gratitude. That is huge for for anything, and it's it's kind of funny because, you know, you're not you're not really covering anything that is really like, you know, like like earth shattering, and and yeah. I, I, and I like to cover this too. I mean, anything that is easy to do is also very easy not to do, mm-hmm. you know. And and and, and what, I, what what I, what I like so much about that, and I'm going to ask you to kind of explain uh, explain a little bit more in detail because when you talk about going all in, there, there's actually two ways. So you have a play on words in that. So there's going all in, A L L I N. And then you have Both, yeah. Olin. Okay. Can, yep. can, can now for someone who hasn't read the book, can you kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah, Olin. That was a book. Um, I read it a while back, and and it it's this. Gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It will come back to me in just a second. I I get this sometimes, but I, I read this book, and what it talked about was the ability. It's Olin is an ancient Aztec word, and essentially what it means is is to go kind of just to pursue something with all your heart, just to go for it. And so they're not completely different, but the Olin was just one that just has an ancient meaning to it. And what it means is this, like it's so rare in our society, you know, for people to just have something that, gosh, I really want that and to go for it. I don't know how many people I meet. It's at least once a week or once every other week of people going, gosh, I would like to write a book. And I'm like, why don't you? And they're like, well, you know, and they just kind of just move around and they know they should. They really want to, but there's like sort of a fear of failure or falling short or the investment of what it takes. But gosh, what I tell people is if you find something that you really get excited about and you go, gosh, I would love to do that, I say go. Create a plan and go. And that's maybe one of my greatest assets but also sometimes hurts me um, is that when I have an idea that I like, I go and I learn from repetition and I figure it out. Like when I wrote my first book, I went through and – um, and I really wanted to write a book and getting a publisher is ridiculously hard. Like the rejection rate is really high. A lot of times now you can't even go to the publisher. You have to go to an agent and the agents like you write like a hundred, I wrote like 150 of them. And I only got like three of them to write me back. And it was like, no, no, thank you. And, but what it is, is this, when you want something, you can't let that stop you. And so immediately I got to where I did that for months and months. And finally I said, you know what? I'm not going to let this stop me from doing what I want to do. And I immediately explored independent publishing where I worked with somebody in a hybrid role, but I went out and said, how can I get a book out? How can I build a platform? How can I start impacting people's life and learn from this process? And I just didn't let those things stop me. And so when it comes to like that all in, it's just your ability to go out and to every single day, like pursue something that you love and that's what I do every single day. And honestly, one of the reasons why I'm able to do this now is because I didn't do it previously. As a college wrestler, 
I didn't, I did not reach my goal. I wanted to be a national champ. I was an all American one year, but you know, when you really break it down, I wasn't really, really close to getting to my goal. And I know why, because I held back. I was afraid of losing. And because I was afraid of losing, I never really fully laid it on on the line. And I'm not the type, like I don't dwell on it. I actually look at that and go, gosh, that was a good lesson for me. Like I needed that lesson because I was holding back. My mindset was wrong. I was more of a fixed mindset. That's a Carol Dweck term. And what I've changed to now is I'll go for it. I'm okay with failing. Like I will set lofty goals and I will go for it. And if I fall short, I'm okay with that. I'm going to get better. And so I'm focused on growth. Like I'll set monster goals, go for it, fall short. I'm just going to recalibrate and go for it again. And so just going, going all in means, gosh, you want something, then go, you know, figure out how to get it. Don't let, you know, these little no's stop you. And so no matter what area you're in, you're going to get no's, you're going to get rejection. You're going to get criticism. Don't let it stop you. You know, keep going for it if it matters a lot to you. Absolutely. And it's kind of funny, too. So you mentioned in terms of that actual. So when you talk about Carol Dworkin, she has a book and I'm not sure what the name of the book is called. And it's kind of funny because I wasn't familiar with that book. I, I had. So. So for my company, we have we have two. We have two sales meetings a year. The one was in was in uh, D.C. And a, a lot of it what you had to do before. And I, I literally I just started. So I, I transitioned. I'm moving. I moved on to a different company. And so my first day is my first day is actually at a sales meeting and they talk about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. And I'm like, man, yeah. I just read about that in Coit's book. That is, a, yeah. you know, it's kind of funny how that works out because because I oh, you don't have to worry about reading it. You don't have to worry about the actual you know concept. You just I, I just want you to go to the meeting so you can meet a lot of people. And I was like, well, I already have a good idea in terms of what this was. So I was able to actually participate and have, you know, a meaningful conversation about that and what the difference is. And and, 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 and it is kind of funny. And, and you talk about your background in wrestling. And, and for me, it's kind of the same way. So my college career didn't end anywhere near where I wanted it to be. And I look at that as, hey, that, that, that it taught me lessons now that I use in my life, I use in my business that yeah. I would have never had in place. So I know exactly exactly what I did wrong and, 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 and you know, what, and what, what wasn't working and some of the things you're know, worried about what other people think and, and all that good stuff. And you talk about that in your book too. Um, it's not so much that people are going to just, you know, pretty much poo poo, you know, all, all over your ideas and they're not going to be, you know, very, very encouraging. Most of the time what will happen. And I, I, I love this quote and I use this all the time is you don't need to wait for someone's permission to go ahead and, and well, how does the quote go? Don't wait for someone. You, you you, yeah. You don't need anybody's permission to pursue your goals and dreams or aspirations. That's what I always tell people. I love that. I love that. And in terms of what happens in life and you talk about that and you talk about that in your book, it's not so much that people are like, yeah, you know, quite that is a really stupid idea. Like I can't believe yeah. like you had a, you had a, a job at a university, you got your doctorate and you left that. It's, it's, it's more so when you say, I'm going to leave, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. It's people like, Oh, okay. That's nice. And you naturally interpret that as negative. Like it's kind of funny, like how well you can kind of communicate that out. And that's really what happens for a lot of people, you know? And I, I what I love is you talk about that actual passion and kind of getting over, you know, fear and being able to go ahead and actually achieve your goals. Cause if you have a passion for something, you have everything in place. It makes it a lot easier because in terms of doing things and going out and performing from a logical standpoint, you know, in terms of wrestling, like, you know, there, there after wrestling since you were five in college, there was probably not a situation in college that you already hadn't gone through hundreds, if not thousands of times. You've been in overtime and you've won. You've, you've came from behind and, and you've actually won. It's the same thing from a business standpoint. You've given hundreds of presentations. You, you, you've, you've, you've spoke to other groups you, and you've talked to other people. But for some reason, when you have that, when you have that fear that's blocking, you're not able to do what, what to do what you normally would do. Even though logically, you have every reason, you know, you, why you would be able to perform. Am I right? 
Yeah, you you are right. And and the one thing I wanted to touch on that that I think is really important is that 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 concept of you're going to go out if you have a goal. Like I tell people, you, you should tell people that. You know, if the, if if you're if the conversation comes up and say, people, what do you want to do in the future?" Like you should put that out there. And and a lot of times there's benefits to it. There's accountability that comes, you know, it gets to the point where you'll actually have some people that will help you, but most of the time what what you discussed is you're going to go out and you're going to tell people, gosh, yeah, I want to be a New York Times bestselling author someday. And they're not going to tell you you're dumb or anything like that. They're just not going to say anything. And it's important that you that you recognize that and you don't allow that to impact your psychology because a lot of times what you're doing is when people don't say anything, like it's, a, it's a passive way of saying, hey, I, don't, I just don't know what to say. Like I just – I don't know if you can do that. And you know – People do it all the time, and the important thing is to just – you don't need that. You don't need anybody to tell you you can go for things. If you have it around you, great. But what I always say is I have these things that I want to do. I do need some permission from my wife, but other than that, <laughs> um, other than my wife, like if somebody tells me you can't, I'm still going for it. And, and I'll give you one example, you know, and, and this is the process, right? You have to get to where you see your goals. You move towards them. You believe in them because I remember when I was deciding to move away from North Carolina – I called my dad, who's one of my best friends in the world, and he's been so amazing in terms of just supporting me. And when I called him, I said, here's what I think I'm going to do. And he said, Coy, he says, you know, you have a, a four-year-old and a two-year-old at the time. He says, you know, you, you need to you be careful. You know what I mean? Because you have health insurance. You have all your bills and that that are paid for. You've got a good job. And I immediately said this to my dad because I knew he, he was just trying to look out for me and my kids. I said, Dad, I said, this is happening. Like, I'm doing this, and I need you on board. Like, I just need you on board. And, and he said, OK. And that was me saying, I, I don't I'm not looking for permission. You know, I just I wanted to tell you I wanted to bounce ideas off him. But you've got to get to the point where you need that, because honestly, I tell people this all the time. If you're looking for permission all the time, you're not going to get it, because when you set really lofty goals, the type of goals that pull you out of your comfort zone, most people you need meet are not doing that. And so when you ask them. Even if it's just because they look at it and they feel uncomfortable because they're not doing anything, you're not going to get the response that you want. And if that's what you're looking for, then you're going to sit around waiting all the time. So the all in that I talked about, I just remembered it would have drove me crazy. It's Kevin Hall Aspire that to go all in, you got to go and not worry about it. And, and so that's so like you said, the mindset part, getting to the point where you believe in it. That's what you see with high level athletes. You see it with high level entrepreneurs, high level business executives is they have the skin, right? They have the tough skin to, to just say, this is where we're going to go and let's go. Get on board. Let's go. And if people don't believe it, they're okay with kind of cutting themselves away from them. But that's a tough thing to do too. That is. Now, one thing I did want to ask, so in terms of asking for permission, because there, there was one person he did have to ask permission. How did, how did Mrs. Dr. Cooper take it when you're like, you know what, uh, this, is, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm going to leave the university. I'm going to leave, the, I'm going to leave this position. And I'm going to start this. How, how did your wife take it? She was great, you know, and I, I think maybe that's maybe she believes in me enough and, and knows that when I say something, I mean it. But I went to her and I said, this is what I want to do. And honestly, there was not there was not like a discussion of, oh, what if this happens or that happens? She honestly said, we'll go do it. And I said, OK, well, that's what I'm going to do. And at the time, like I could have I could, honestly could have waited like nine months to tell my boss. Like I could have waited nine months and still kept that comfort of having a job if I wanted it. Mm -hmm. But I told my wife, I'm going in right away and I'm telling him I don't want it because I want, I want to, I want to cut that. I want to burn the bridge. Like I, if this is what I'm going for, I need that. I need that kind of, I don't know if I want to call it pressure, but I need that nudge, right. To know that I've made this decision. I can't turn back. 
this is what I want. And she was just great. She said, go for it. And she's always been that way. And I do the same thing with her. Something she wants, go for it. And I guess I'm fortunate in that way because a lot of people would say you can't do it because we have to pay our bills and all this and that. But, you know, I told her too. I said, listen, I said, I would rather I would rather go out and pursue what I love and fail miserably than stay in a job that I don't want right now and teach my kids that that's what you do. And that's what most people do. And so, you know, this is my message. This is what I talk to people about. I say, hey, you got to go for it. You know, if there's something that you want, put a plan in place, start to move, take action, go get the life that you want. And I had I had to make that decision because otherwise I'd be kind of be a hypocrite, really. Uh, and so I had to make that decision. And it's it's been awesome. You know, I'm not there yet completely, but I'm having some real good results that I'm enjoying. Um, but just have to keep grinding and doing my thing. That is that that is awesome, and it's kind of funny too. So 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 your wife's response is kind of in stark contrast. So so the same day, and and in terms of that coaches conference, it kind of resonated with me, and and, and it definitely stuck with me. So so when Frank Molinaro was there, uh, and he was talking about walking with his wife, and said, like, "Hey, you know, I think I want to wrestle." And uh, I believe he said, "Well, the first thing she said was like, but honey, you don't know how to wrestle freestyle, or hey, you're not a freestyle wrestler." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah. so, but but again, he went after it, you know, and it's it, 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 it and pretty much when 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 push comes to shove, I mean, the the actual people that are going to be supportive are going to be supportive no matter what. And you need to have that sort of inner circle, and, and you kind of talked about that earlier. You had a you had a, uh, a what, what do you call it? you call it a mastermind group, uh, and yeah. having those people around and kind of bouncing off ideas, so. So, I mean, one thing that, that I would encourage in, in terms of anyone is to go ahead and reach out to Coit and, you know, check out his website. You know, he's got CoitCooper.com. And then the other one is is also it, it's the MakeYourMarkBook.com because in terms of anyone who's actually trying to achieve something, you know, you, you, you have a lot of allies in terms of that. So you've reached out. You've read other books. You've reached out to other people. So everything that they, you've kind of done and developed in terms of branding and marketing – you, you, you for for you it sounds to me like you've kind of built this up over years it's not like you just like just randomly started doing things you you kind of had a set process in place and i mean and you, you you obviously you, you make mistakes along the way and you kind of figure things out but mm-hmm. regardless when, when when you set that goal the actual next step is to find people who are in alliance or find people who can help you and and, and pretty much make a way happen am i right yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and and I did. It wasn't it wasn't reckless. I didn't just cut my ties at the university and have nothing there. I mean, I I had some consulting I was doing. You know, I had connections that I knew I could leverage. I had already written a book. I had a good chunk of a second book written. And I just, you know, I, I believed in my ability to do this. And, you know, it's the craziest thing. And I tell people this all the time that when your intentions are good, meaning you are following the things you're passionate about in the moment and you go for it. It has a funny way of it, maybe it doesn't end up the way you thought it would, but it ends up really good. Like you know, when I think about what I'm doing now, I look back and I'm like all of my skill sets that I've learned. You know, I was a professor in branding. I did research in branding. You know, I created the the marketing manual with the NWCA. I work with college coaches. I had to learn like graphics. I learned you know Adobe products. I learned Final Cut Pro. And and then being a college professor, like I learned how to teach, how to break information down, how to how to engage a really challenging audience and younger individuals. Like all of that came together. And now what I'm doing now, I can do everything I need to do on my own. That doesn't mean I do it, but I can do all of it. And it's so neat how it all comes together. But, you know, even when I made the shift, I still today don't know how to do everything. You know, I I, I struggle with what product do I launch when I launch it? You know, how exactly am I going to launch that? And I have to put a lot of thought into that. But like I said, like you said, I'm, I'm willing to, to try things. You know, I've tried the mastermind group. It's been amazing, you know, and 
and you go in wanting to help people and clearly you get to do that. But the coolest thing has been what I've learned from being around them. You know, you put together five to six amazing, like proactive coaches, entrepreneurs, and it's really neat to see them feed off of each other and how much I learn and how much I can guide them. Like I just have learned a ton from that. And that's led me to the next step where I'm going to launch like in 2017, I'm going to launch some mastermind courses with high level people. And what we're going to do is we're going to take their top goals and we're going to move them through the process. And, and so it's just, it's really neat how, when you're willing to step, I look back and all the little things I've done, how they've led me up to the point where I'm ready to not only launch these products, but do my first live event in 2017. And you know, just a willingness to go and do it. And, and not everything I've done has worked out. Like there's been things that have totally fallen flat that I'm like, gosh, that would have, I thought that would work really well. And it didn't. And then sometimes things surprise you, but you know, when you take action and you're constantly trying to add value, that's a critical element. You have to want to help people. And I think when your intentions are good, all of a sudden these unique opportunities come up and I've seen that there's really cool things that are coming up from people who just want to help you. And that's just such a neat part of the process. But if your intentions are wrong, meaning you're just in it for you, I think you miss on some of those benefits. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, now, now for, for you, for you especially, it, it sounds to me, and you do a really good job in terms of marketing, and you do a really good job getting your actual name out there. But if someone, if so if, if I'm running a business or if I'm looking to kind of improve my own business or I'm looking to, you know, maybe I want to reach out to a sports psychologist or maybe I'm looking to kind of do something different for, for my organization, you know, for me, I would I would probably find your information first because you've done a good job kind of kind of, you know, covering a lot of space. But if someone were to say like, yeah, Coit, you know, I only have like, you know, I only have like like one keynote speaker or I only have like a couple spots available. What would you say sets you apart from your competitors? So other people who are doing something similar to what you're doing right now, what would separate you, Coit, from everyone else? Why would I want to bring you on board versus anybody else? Well, I think the first question that before I will 100% answer your question, but the first thing I would always ask somebody is, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? And if they tried to, they told me they were trying to accomplish something that I couldn't, I don't even know if I would, I would try to fight for that. I, I have to feel like I'm a good fit. Mm-hmm. But what I would say is that what you're going to get from, from me is somebody who genuinely cares about not just helping people, but, but drastically transforming people. And I combine that with, with, you know, re- really good experience in areas, you know, like you say, what, what differentiates me? You know, I remember reading, uh, uh, you know, a podcast from Tony Robbins and Tony Robbins, is one of the, obviously one of the greatest, you know, people working on psychology and performance, you know, he puts 10,000 people at his events, but he talked about when he got started, he said, he believes in immersion. You know, you, when you love something, you dive into it. And he read something like 700 books in a span of two years, which is just a phenomenal amount. And, and what I tell people is what makes me different is I'm not just a motivational speaker in that I'm going to come in and I'm going to get you hyped up, pumped up. I, I think I can inspire people. Like I, I just – I believe in my message and I love what I'm doing so much that I think that will happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I study you know, performance a lot every day, every single day. For, for over two years straight, I have read at least 30 minutes every single day on, on mindset, on performance, on goal setting, on all these things that will help people get results. I understand that. I have – you know, launch courses where I'm working with people every single day to to put this stuff into application. Like I understand, you know, that people, even when they want to go out, they hit mental barriers. And I've had a chance to work with people one on one 
And I just, I just, every single day, I love it. I study it like immersion. I do immersion every single day in terms of getting results. And so I can combine that passion with my experience that I've had in branding. And I think I can come into an environment and I can really, really do a presentation that people will remember. And then the final thing is I love presenting. Um, and I, I don't want this to come across as arrogant, but I really believe that I've been given gifts where I think I can engage an audience. And I've not only feel like I have those gifts, but man, I've worked at it. I was a college professor where for nine years I worked my butt off trying to engage college students to try to make sure that, you know, they, of course they had to grind and I talked to them about that, but I tried to make my classes interacted. I tried to engage them. I tried to make them want to go out and do amazing things with their lives. So I think when I combine all that, I just have a unique skill set, you know, and, and, but at the bottom of it is I love what I do. I want to help people get results. And so that means if you hire me, you're going to get somebody who comes in and really puts everything into it. I, I joke with people. I say, when I present, I come in and I, I use a lot of energy and I joke. I, I don't know, like a lot of times some audience haven't seen the movie old school, but I always laugh. I said, Will Ferrell, when he was in that competition where they're answering questions is he's not very smart. Will Ferrell isn't. And he's sitting there and they're asking him questions. And all of a sudden he has this like, out of body experience where he goes crazy and he answers the question and they win, but they're really not smart. As I joke, as I say, that's me when I present, I come in and I have like, an, like I just, I have, you know, the experience, everything. I just love my message. I have like this out of body experience where I just love what I'm doing. It just all kind of just comes out. And then at the end I'm, I'm worn out because I just, I pour everything into it. But and I work really hard at what I do, and I'm going to continue working hard at what I do. And another reason is I think I've gotten to the point where I've, as much as I can, I make it about my audience and not about me. And I hope that comes across. But I oh, every 100, day, a hundred, percent, and that, and that was yeah. why, like, I, I'm like, I, I have to get this guy because you can tell that passion, you can tell the energy, and you can, and you know where it's coming from. I mean, I've, I've spoke with other people who kind of do things that are kind of similar to what you're doing, or people who are kind of, who are kind of into that. And what they're saying, it doesn't necessarily resonate with how they're saying it. And you could tell, again, if – and in terms of just sales and marketing in general, if, if you're coming from a place of wanting to help other people, you're going to be a lot – you're going to be a lot more successful. And it's kind of funny. Yeah. So I was working with the with the National Wrestling Coaches Association, and they had a gentleman there who uh, – you know, he wasn't a <clears> – <throat> he, he wasn't a wrestler or anything like that. But in terms of his his passion and, he, and, the, and for the position he was in, he never did it before, but – he was doing very good at it because he had that passion. He said, look, I just want to help people. I understand the mission, and I just want to help people with that. And the actual skill set is going to come later. But but having the mindset, it's it, it was it was eighty percent of his job right there. And I'm like, I see why you brought this person on board because you could tell that right away, and you can see that. And he wants to learn, and he wants to, and he wants to help people. Um, and 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 that resonates a hundred percent. And what you're saying about um, immersion, you talk about in your books. I, I I like to think in terms of your book, and if you haven't read the book, you have to. Um, you talk about getting reps in. So every day mm -hmm. you're getting your reps in. You're you're reading every day. You're working toward you're working toward your goal, and you're starting. And, and and you talk about in your book pretty much you have to pick one thing at first, and then you can kind of build habits from there. Because the hardest thing is people pick like nine or ten habits, and then they don't follow through with anyone, and they get really discouraged, and and and, yeah. and, and then they pretty much stop. But for you, I mean, you, you, you kind of build on one habit onto another, onto another. Now, I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to make this harder question for you, and you might, okay. not, have, you might, not, you might not even have an answer. Uh, <laughs> what, what would you say are you the most proud of in terms of maybe helping an individual or helping a company in terms of what, in terms of what you've done? What would you say is, are you the most proud of or what, or what is one that, that kind of resonates with you now in terms of an actual success story of someone who you've helped or someone who you've worked with? 
Yeah, and I think two come to mind. One where it's been a loose working with and one closely. Um, I had, when I wrote my first book, uh, Impressions. You know, I, I wrote the book kind of like, you know, you want to write a book. You know, even some of it is just for you. But I wrote this book, and I don't think I fully connected of what it could mean for people. And I still remember it was maybe six months after I got a message on Facebook, and that's not abnormal. You get people who write you, and I try to write everybody back. But I opened this one up, and it blew me away. This woman said that her husband, you know, not long before had committed suicide, and the book helped her get through it. And my gosh, I mean, to have a message like that, I mean, it just it just hit me really hard, you know, helping me realize what I could do if I work hard, hone my craft, write books that mean something to other people. That one was probably the most memorable thing that I've ever had. But in terms of results, um, with my Fundamentals of High Performance course, which I work with people pretty much every month, I had somebody named Olga. And Olga was a connection. Uh, her husband's a wrestling coach, so I got to know her there. But she had uh, been in a career that she walked away from because, you know, the message that we talk about is pursuing the things that she really loves. And she wanted to go into real estate. That always been her goal and her dream. And so we broke it down and said, what's your goal? You know, what do you want in terms of this? She said, I want to be the top salesperson. Here's what it would take. She broke it down with the right habits. And within two weeks, she was the top salesperson in her company and her bosses were like blown away. And I wasn't, you know, because not necessarily because of the process, because she has great energy. She's a really amazing person, but she just followed a process. There is a there's a process to getting results that when you're clear about your top goal and you can focus your energy on your, you know, sometimes stop one, two, three goals and you break it down and you know, like the three things that will give you the biggest results and you're disciplined enough to build it in your schedule and then we had to deal with some psychological barriers, but that just that process, just writing it down, doing it, moving into things that make you uncomfortable, you get results. And so that was one of the coolest ones because we took somebody who was just starting, who was struggling a little bit, and then all of a sudden she's the top real estate salesperson in her company. And it was neat too because she said it was a bunch of, you know, it's, she's the, one of the females and there's a bunch of males around her. And so, you know, and some of them would give her kind of a hard time. And so now all of a sudden she's a top salesperson. So that one was pretty cool for me just to see the results of what she gets. But I mean, there's a lot that are like that in terms of what it does for their mindset, That's how they awesome. love their lives more, just really neat stuff like that. That is awesome. So when you were writing the book, I mean, in two things. So one, I mean, did you have that vision that you're like, hey, I'm going to save somebody's life basically for, for what you talked about earlier? You know, you, you, you always hope that you can do things to help people in that way. But yeah, I mean, you write it going, gosh, if I can if I can get this right, it's going to mean something to somebody at the right time that can change their life. And I think when it's done right, that's why you do it. I mean, you do it because you think you can change people's lives. That's what you get up. I mean, listen, you can get like awards. You can be a best-selling author. You can make money and that stuff will wear off. What never wears off is getting up knowing that you can change somebody's life, you know, that you can make the world a better place. And, 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 and that, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And one thing too, and, and he touched upon this at the, at the, at the coaches association and, and for coaches, I mean, it's the same thing if you're a coach or, or, or if you're a business leader, you don't know what day is going to be the most important day. So having that high energy all the time is very, very important. And it's kind of funny. So people probably would think like, oh, well, well, Coit is like this all the time you know he never has an off day and and there's got to yeah. be something special about him you know and 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 you're i hate to say you're human i mean you're yeah you are and you have certain days but but as a coach and, a, and as a business leader as a, as a sales leader you know it, it's important to remember that that you're not sure what day or, or or when that message when it actually might resonate but it's important to have that you know to be all in all the time and, and, and really really commit that 
um, to, to kind of transition that, I, I do want to ask you, aside from your own resources, if you had to give our listeners uh, any kind of resource, it could be a book, it could be an app, it could be a course, you know, what, what, what would you recommend for our listeners in terms of maybe, you know, getting more information on maybe marketing or branding or, or, what, or what would be a good resource for them? Well, I, I think a guy who's really good at marketing, you know, who's launched multi-million dollar campaigns, who also does a lot of like psychology and performance. A guy named Brandon Burchard uh, is a guy who's impacted me a lot. And he has a podcast called The Charge Life. Um, it's one of the top podcasts on iTunes. And a lot of that's just who he is. I mean, he works with high level CEOs and, and coaching Olympians. He's amazing. And so I'd recommend that. Tony Robbins has a newer podcast where I've listened to some of the episodes and I think he's amazing. Like he's definitely different outside the box, a little bit nuts sometimes, but gosh, I mean the stuff that he does is pretty incredible. So Tony Robbins new podcast, you can just search him Mm -hmm. and then books. I mean, those guys, I would read their books, but there's a guy who I really like. Uh, his name is Andy Andrews for people who like reading story type books, like ones where you don't feel like you have to work and you get the lessons. Andy Andrew has some, there's one that's called the traveler's gift that he's written. Um, Yeah, that's an amazing book. Uh, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho is a similar one, which is a really neat book. And then The Go-Giver, I think it's Bob Burchard, I think is what it is. But those are some like story type books. Like sometimes people, you're going into the holidays, you're traveling, and it is important that you get some downtime. Like you can't go all the time hard. Like you have to take some downtime. And so if you're traveling and you still want to get something in, but you want it to be kind of more relaxed, those are amazing books for that. So those are things I would recommend. Yeah, and, and it's kind of funny. So you mentioned Brendan. So his last book, The Motivation Manifesto, his book, it's like the way it's written, and it's kind of funny. I had someone else in terms of like readability and stuff like that. The way it's written, it does feel like it is a, it is a little bit a little bit more work, and I'm sure you're sure you've read his book. Like it's it's yeah. definitely a little bit higher up uh, academically in terms of the verbiage and stuff like that. And I, I kind of get the whole aura he's going with, but uh, you do bring up a valid point. You know, sometimes, and, and again, in terms of – having a plan and actually decompressing and taking some time off, you know, having those stories, it is important to balance that, you know, and, and, and having that in place. So it's kind of funny you mentioned them, you mentioned them both. Now, if someone wants to find you, uh, we're going to have links and show notes and pretty much, and, and all that good stuff. Uh, what would be the best way? I mean, is it Twitter? Is it your website? What, what would be the best way for someone who wants to reach out and say, man, Coit, how do I, you know, how, how am I going yeah. to get a hold of this guy? Yeah, if you just want to learn more about kind of what I do, like the podcast is on there, you know, my speaking is on there, my contacts on there. You can get, kind of get everything in one place at coitcooper.com. It's c o y t e c o o p e r.com. You can get and, all and, that. And it's not Coyote cuz It's not Coyote. No. When I was no, texting my, you like like my phone's like I'm like It wants it, it, it to be Coyote. It wants you wants you so it really bad does. to be Coyote. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so no, you can you can get a lot of it on there, and and there are actually links on there where you can click easily to my social media. But in terms of Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, I'm posting regularly on there. Uh, just my name, Coit Cooper. You can find me on there. So those are, those are the best ways, and you can pick up the new book on Amazon by just searching Coit Cooper and and make your mark on there. Oh yeah, we're gonna have links to all that, and then also we have a link to we're gonna have a link to your other book as well. Um, cool. So so. Wrapping things up, do you have any final thoughts for listeners and any, any kind of words of wisdom or anything else that, that you want to share? Yeah, I just I'll keep it pretty concise. But um, the one thing I've learned from working with people is that all people want some more of something in their lives. I've never met somebody who doesn't want more success, you know, more outcomes, more time with their family. There's always something that they want more of. I think that's human nature, and you have to get to the point where you start to have success where you appreciate that. But 
there's a process to getting that. You, you, if you want to be able to achieve more, you totally can. And what most people do is they undersell what they're able to accomplish. And so the best thing that I could tell people is if there's something you want more of, go try to get it. You know, Do everything that you can to make that happen because at the end of the day, if you get in the habit of settling, whether it's in business, whether it's with your family, if you get in the habit of settling for average and status quo your entire life, and what that is is it's not a – Gosh, I'm trying to be crappy. This is just if you get to the point where you go, eh, you know, I just kind of okay with my life and I'm trying kind of hard that what I know is this. You're at some point going to get into your life and you go, gosh, I didn't use it up and you're going to feel it or you're going to get to the end of your life and you're going to regret it. And while you may fail going for it, you will never regret going and writing that book, even if it, you'll never regret that, like going for it. And that's what I tell people is to just go out, try to pursue the things that you love and change the way you see failure. It's And that's one of the things that I talk about in the book is like failure is not what you think it is. It's not, gosh, I'm so terrible and I'm a failure. No, it's just a part of the process. You have to learn to embrace that. But if you're willing to embrace it, you set your goals, you go for it, you fail, you get back up, you're tougher than most people in society, and you're willing to grind for that, eventually you're going to get to a point where you love your life. And I think that's what it's all about. If you don't love your life, then do something about it. I get up every single day. And I love what I do every single day. And my wife would tell you that I am every day. I love it. And that's what I want to teach people to do. That is, that is awesome. So, so we have, we had uh, a great, a great discussion. Again, I'll have links to everything. Uh, really, really appreciate hanging out with, uh, hanging out with Dr. Cooper today. Uh, we'll have links to everything, show notes and, 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 and all that good stuff. But again, Coy, thank you so much. I love it, man. Thank you so much for visiting with me and best of luck with everything. So that wraps things up for the week. Thanks again to Coit Cooper for coming on the podcast. Be sure to order a copy of Make Your Mark by going to our affiliate link, which is pushpullsales.com slash makeyourmark. We will also include show notes and links to all of Coit's great resources at pushpullsales.com. Thank you to bensound.com for our intro and outro music. And thanks to you guys for listening. You can tune in next time where we'll tackle another topic. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at pushpullsales.com. Sales. You could tweet us at Pushpool Sales. You can email us with any feedback or if you'd like to come on the show, uh, pushpoolsales at gmail.com. And in addition, make sure that you're subscribing on iTunes so you don't miss any new episodes. And we will talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>